0: Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto. Doctor D, D, hit an intro. Hold up, wait. Gotta be social, network, global, home for the local. Gotta be social, network, global, boy, home for the local. Okay, we're here with Rachel and Cody. Science with millennials, I was caught by that name and I said, I got to talk to these two about this. this is, I love this and I, I love actually keeping up with your Instagram account and the different things you put on there, and um, this love of science and this real focus on it so thank you both for being on.
1: Yeah, yeah thanks I'll for having
0: have, us.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: How did this come about the science with millennials. So you both have a background in science. Give me kind of the, let's go backwards first. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, I am a chemist by trade. Um, I My last job, I was a pet radio chemist. So uh, we have a whole episode about that. Um, but basically I made the radioactive tracers you get injected with when you're getting a PET scan.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I've just recently taken another new job uh, doing more chemistry stuff so um, I think one day I was like I just like explaining science stuff to people <laughs> and Cody was like I like having science stuff explained to me so
1: <laughs> I literally just get a text hey you want to start a podcast with me sure why not <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's do it and then when we were brainstorming memes for the podcast uh, we were like not really sure what we were gonna go with and then um, Cody had mentioned science with millennials, I think. And I was like, wait, but I have to double check that I'm actually a millennial because I'm, <laughs> I'm the last year that's considered a millennial. So really, yeah.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's uh... <sighs> what's the millennial approach. You said science for millennials with millennials, what's the millennial feel that you get about science? Like, is it like a, a large part of the millennial lifestyle or take me down that road there.
2: Um, I don't know if I'd say it's like a large part of the lifestyle. I definitely think it, it depends on the person. Mm. Um, but I do think that there's a much larger uh, general like acceptance of science and like interest in science. I feel like even people who aren't scientists are getting to the point where they're like I want to learn about science topics um, and you know be educated about the things that are going on and uh, especially with the pandemic going on in the last like year and a half I feel like people have had to become little scientists even if they're not a scientist
0: (laughs) right right right
1: I think also people have really just taken interest in learning about new things in general Um, we kind of started this podcast just because Rachel's really intelligent about science and stuff like that. And then I'm, I'm in social science, so it's like totally different world, but I was like, yeah, I'm really interested in what you have to talk about because I, we've known each other for almost a year now, but like I've, as long as I've known her, she's been able to explain basically everything. And if she doesn't know something then she's more than willing to research it. And like, I really appreciate that about her. Oh, that's wonderful. I
2: have always really liked teaching people things and I feel like I'm pretty good at explaining complex topics in a way that's like simple. So
0: yeah, most definitely. So in doing this, this endeavor into a podcast, which many people are doing, what's been the most surprising thing that you've encountered in doing it so far?
1: I'm going to say audio issues. Yeah. We've got a (laughs) lot of
2: audio issues. uh, But I think that the thing, well, a funny story about podcasting is um, I was editing the podcast last night and it was set to go live at like midnight last night and uh, my I was halfway through and my dog turned off my computer <laughs> and I hadn't saved in a while so I ended up having to redo some of it but um, I was just like Ugh. editing can definitely be a large task especially when Mm -hmm. we do guest episodes and stuff like that where you're editing like multiple audio into the into the mix
0: yeah most definitely so you've had a lot of has it been a pretty regular thing I mean because you don't have that many episodes initially right so is but it's been something pretty consistent so far
2: yeah we released our sixth episode yesterday Mm -hmm. or today whatever day it is (laughs) (laughs) whatever day
0: it's someday I mean Um, (laughs)
2: We've released our sixth episode we release episodes every wednesday uh we were doing at 10 a.m mountain standard time but we've just switched over to do midnight instead
0: yeah so. okay what's been the most rewarding thing so far i don't know cody what do you
1: think um i would say that just me and rachel's relationship getting closer i mean we were close friends before but now you know it's just been a growing experience and like learning to work with another person. Yeah, it's both a professional and like friendship relationship. But we work really well together. We're both, you know, very organized people and like to have things a certain way. And like, you know, you think that that would conflict, but it doesn't. We're both pretty like accommodating towards each other's <laughs> needs too. Yeah.
2: I think the only thing that we've ever like, but not that we've butted heads about, because like we don't butt heads about it. But the only like difference is really that I'm the very like last minute thrive under pressure kind of person. And Cody's like, I need to plan this out like three yeah. months
1: in advance. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we have a whole schedule figured out. Well, I have a whole schedule figured out. I mean, she did help come up with the ideas, but you know, I like to have it all laid out so we know what we're doing. And like, I like to plan ahead and yeah. you know, we were, she just got a new job. So we're planning for, we have to change the days that we record and all that kind of stuff. So.
0: I'm I am you, Cody. I am basically <laughs> you. Like I am like super like organized, well in advance. By the way, I like that you both have like purple hair. We do
2: I, both have purple hair. See, this is on, <laughs>
0: look, I have blonde hair and throwing in here. So. Mine's
2: like mine's fading really bad. I see so. it in the
0: back there. <laughs> One of the other things that I think was important to have you both on is um it's important for other podcasters to get the perspective of what it like what's like when somebody's starting a new podcast and there's so many people i've see we're on the opposite ends i've done almost 400 episodes you guys are early on and it's good to kind of get the contrast between because starting actually is pretty hard initially in the beginning and once you get rolling that thing starts moving you know
2: (laughs) I'm so grateful to have Cody, who knows social media, because without yeah. it, our podcast would have like zero listeners. <laughs> I, I don't know how to use it. I yeah. I like occasionally we'll post on our like Instagram story or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, it's me this time, guys. Yeah. But for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. I'm super grateful. Uh, Cody's done a great job, like promoting everything and stuff like that, and. Uh, our episode we released this week was about uh, Cody's epilepsy so that was a cool episode to do Cody got to take the lead on an episode (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: very nice what's the feedback been so far from people what are the commentary things that people are saying about it
1: I think most of it's just really been we enjoy like this kind of take on things that are going on because we don't you hear science and you think oh they're gonna take themselves like super seriously like <laughs> yeah, making we jokes are and, like...
2: constantly making jokes and laughing yeah. and being interrupted by my dogs usually <laughs> <laughs> or or Cody's dogs or yeah.
1: <laughs> you know anything real life we just leave real life in there you know yeah yeah like the other day we had an episode where there was literally a cricket in the background the whole time and I was like mm-hmm. making a joke about it. I'm like did you hear our special guests in that episode <laughs> you know like... yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's actually great is a rawness to that. And when I was starting, I would tell people like, I'm not going to like filter out stuff. Like it is what it is. My dog would show up sometimes and like have a great Dane and like his head would be so huge (laughs) comes through. I was like, whatever. Right. You know, it's, it's just reality of life. And maybe people, I think, um, with science, I know I I grew up in the eighties and scientists were often seen as kind of, you know, very stiff, you know, and like, we don't have any fun type of thing, you know, it's presented. I, uh, you know, the pocket protector type of thing, you know, it's like, you know, I think that's, I think that's surprising probably how you're presenting it because maybe people my age have seen it very differently.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like at least in my experience, I mean, I'm, I'm still a pretty new scientist. Mm-hmm. I graduated college in 2018. So, um, I am, you know, in my experience, I've had pretty relaxed, laid back, like a lot of joking around um, work environments. It's usually, I mean, obviously when like you're dealing with something that's hazardous, you have to be serious about it and like aware of what you're doing. But we also joke around and have a lot of fun. um, And like, most of us really love to like talk about what we do so
0: yeah like
2: I feel like I I guess I'm trying to like change the perception
0: of scientists I guess yeah yeah I even yeah sorry go ahead Um,
1: even myself like you grew up in the 80s but like I still had that misconception that like they're (laughs) all like that they're all like hoity-toity and like you know yeah (laughs) <laughs> like i was just like, I so okay. serious cody <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i met her and i was like oh, okay you know they're just like every other the every other person.
2: person i think
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
2: i'm wearing a grateful dead t-shirt you today. are wearing you have a tie-dye <laughs>
0: grateful dead t-shirt <laughs> well think about it. like even just like the presentation of the self i think like you know you have uh different hair color in there. are like when i was growing up you would never see a scientist look like that yeah, no. when I
2: first dyed my hair purple, my hair is naturally brown. Yeah. Um, when I first dyed my hair purple, I was I was a little concerned about it. I had talked it over, but with my company, obviously. But like, I was still concerned on if it would affect me and how people like if people take me seriously or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my last job and my job that I've just accepted, I'm in like a leader a leadership position. And, like, I need people to take me seriously. Um, but honestly, I've received nothing but compliments. People mm-hmm. being like, oh, that's so cool. Exactly. Like, if, if anything, it's been a conversation starter more than a hindrance. So uh, I also have tattoos. Mine aren't really, like, super visible. But I have yeah. one, like, back here that sometimes shows up. But, um, yeah, I think, that, I think that in general, society is definitely getting a lot more accepting of, like, unique self self-expression
0: <laughs> most definitely I I uh, described the same thing I mean I I have my PhD and I wanted to look very different from most people who had PhDs that I was going to school with <laughs> and stuff and so the hair and stuff I have very visible tattoo you can't see right here but like <laughs> I was like you know what does that mean to be in higher education or in science and actually I've had several people my podcast, who are doing the same thing you both are doing with with the presentation and how you're trying to, feel like we're in this space where we're trying to make science more universally uh, presentable to people and that it's not for a certain segment of the population who goes to uh, secondary education or their researchers and things, you you see that. I feel like I'm seeing that a lot.
2: Science is for everybody and like even, like if there's something you're interested in learning, I, I want to try to make that more accessible to people who maybe don't have access to higher education or, or maybe that's not something they're interested in, but there's a specific topic they'd like to learn more about without having to go through, you know, years of schooling mm-hmm. and like uh, learning all the basics. Maybe there's a possibility I can, you know, not give them a total understanding of it, but you know, break it down in a more basic, simple way that they can kind of picture in their brain.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I, I think you're seeing that turn pretty hardcore. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about this, uh, wildlife biologists who have had on a few times, and we talked very extensively about this, about science and, 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 you know, the great things about science, also the flaws as well. I think it's good both sides, but when presenting this in your podcast, I, I've listened to it, but for the people who haven't listened, take us through a little bit of the, the setup of the show and how you decide the content that you want
1: to release to the public. So basically we have an idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, we I have think. a list of possible topics we okay. can do basically. And we just kind of choose from that list.
1: And I say, Rachel, let's do an episode of this week on this. And like like I said before, I scheduled them all out. So I'm like, okay, so we should have this one. that release this week or like I'm real big on like having guests like I in the first episode we actually mentioned one of my friends that they are someone that works with the DNR and they mm-hmm. did other things like that um we just had them on our podcast was it last week I think uh, it was maybe two last weeks ago. week yeah
2: the episode's not out yet
1: though right it comes out September 22nd but we were talking to them about their jobs and like it actually came about because I hadn't talked to them in a year we reconnected, we had them on the podcast and it was great. I just, you know, a lot of it is spur of the moment. Like I was driving because we live in Colorado, I was driving through the mountains and I'm like, oh, we should do an episode about rocks. And Rachel is cracking up because <laughs> I literally just titled it rocks in capital letters. And was like, Who requested this episode about rocks? And I was yeah. like, me, I like rocks. <laughs> um, And then we all
2: like, so I'm a chemist, but you know, I have, I have a background like a general knowledge of like physics and stuff like that Mm -hmm. from my education and um so we do sometimes do like like we've done episodes about radiation because my last job focused heavily on radiation and (laughs) cody will ask me questions and be like and i'll be like i have to look that up because i'm not a physicist i don't know the answer (laughs) to that off the top of my head
1: so it's become a running joke like rachel is not a physicist yeah yeah so
2: um But yeah, I mean, it's pretty chill. We usually, uh, usually, uh, like I said, I'm fairly last minute. So it's like, I'm the night, the night before I'm like writing the script or (laughs) writing my research notes for the, for what I'm gonna talk about. Um, Sometimes we split it up into segments. Sometimes it's a little more free form, but usually we do um, a name that scientist segment where Mm. we can, where we like talk about a scientist, whether it's a famous one or a lesser known one Um, and what they did just briefly, usually it's related to the topic of the podcast. Um, And I'm hoping to start a new segment that is, I'm gonna find a recently posted research, like scientific research article um, and kind of summarize it in a way that's like easy to understand. So it's kind of like a keeping up with science news kind of (laughs) thing.
0: I love that. That's such a great idea. I think that would be really well received. like science literacy, I think is really important.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a skill. And like, I under like, uh, I've worked in pharmaceuticals my whole career, which is interesting. The new job I'm going to is actually in environmental testing. So it'll Mm. be an interesting change for me. Um, But working in pharmaceuticals, I know a lot about like drugs, mechanisms of action and stuff. And I have that Literacy to be able to go and research it. So a lot of times, I have friends who, when they get prescribed a certain medication, they'll be like, "Hey, how is this working in my body? Like, what's mm-hmm. going? What's
1: actually? What is it actually doing?" Yeah, um, talking about me.
2: <laughs> I
0: have AKA other people that, was that have Cody. asked me to do okay. that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but I think it's really cool because not everybody, you know, knows the terminology or. Um, or has the time to learn the terminology because like for a non-scientist to go try to read a scientific journal they're going to be looking up like every couple words Um, and you know I can go in and read and even if I don't know it off the top of my head I can go read about it and be like oh okay so like Mm -hmm. this is actually what's going on.
0: Most definitely you mentioned like different scientists do you both have scientists that you admire or that you look up to, or that you feel like this is a person that I really respect?
2: Um, So my favorite scientist is Rosalind Franklin. My computer is actually named after her because I (laughs) built my own PC and named it. Um... Wow, of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she is the woman who actually did most of the research and stuff on yeah, figuring out the structure out of, of DNA molecules, and man. then two dudes got all the credit for it.
0: <laughs> oh man, crazy! Um,
2: so that's another thing about science that I'm noticing is changing is it's moving a lot towards having a lot of women. Um, I've I have had a lot of jobs where most of my coworkers or all of my coworkers were women, which is awesome. Unfortunately, it's still to the point where like most upper management is men
0: still, yeah.
2: but where women are definitely making their way in droves into the science field, which is awesome because as many differences and perspectives as we can get into science, the better because like science is something that benefits so much from diversity because it's all about thinking and people think in different ways. And like, there might be a solution that I never would have even thought thought of that somebody else is like, oh yeah, that's the first thing that came to my (laughs) mind. Exactly. Um, and I also am encouraged, I won't say I'm like, uh, super happy about it, but I'm encouraged about the increasing levels of accessibility in science as well. Um, I have several different disabilities, um, and I've definitely had my fair share of battles with those and, and getting my, uh, self accommodations and stuff um and you know that's a whole nother topic
1: yeah but
2: um you know i think that it's it's definitely starting to get better um i think especially in in academia um less so in like larger commercial companies
0: right cody how about you who's who's influenced you and scientists
1: i don't know that i have one specific person i will say a lot of the like I've never, like, like I said, I'm in social science. I'm going to be a social worker. So like, I haven't been in that realm, but like running the Instagram and seeing all these young women that are pursuing science and like, it's just been amazing to like watch their progress and like go on their stories and see their posts and like, see what they're talking about. And I'm like, half the time, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) but Like, I still love like, you know, seeing what they're doing and like seeing them be successful. So I would just say that they're a lot of my inspiration when it comes to science and like you know people like Rachel too
2: but he's like I can't actually name any other scientists except (laughs) Rachel so I'm just
1: well I would say Marie Curie but you know I I like to look at more closer to our generation or like Gen X and Gen Z and seeing what they're doing not that the other people aren't important it's just like that's
2: I mean science is all about the future and innovation and like new things we're gonna learn so
1: it's just like I'm so involved in the social media that I see all of this stuff constantly and I'm always like reaching out to people and like all of that kind of fun stuff so it's it's definitely more of an immersive experience with the public for me.
2: I think one of the topics that we have on our schedule that I'm dreading is anything to do with space.
1: Really?
0: (laughs) Why?
2: So I think studying space is super important but I'm really glad other people want to do it it's just for some reason it's just something that's never really like interested me a ton wow um like I'm like there's so many cool things to learn about things that are already on our planet like I don't need to look anywhere else yeah Yeah. (laughs) but um I mean I'm still excited to talk about it but it's just I I will have to do significantly more research for those because I don't really keep up with I keep up with a lot of like pharmaceutical industry stuff and um,
0: different stuff like that, but I don't really keep up with space stuff at all. You hear that, Cody? She's dreading it. (laughs) That's (laughs) fine.
1: I'm already brainstorming because I know two space engineers. So I'm like, maybe we can have them on, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I met a few space engineers in my time, actually, as well. And I think it's a fascinating thing. I think it, it taps into something about our exploratory nature of, you know, kind of almost as a, like climbing a mountain, it's another mountain space, it's another, it's the, it's the water, it's under the ocean, it's all these things, how far can we take it, you know, but I also recognize that, you know, there's like, I love it, but there's people who are like, no, <laughs> I don't think so about it. So but it is kind of cool, though. I mean, I do think it's a little it's this it's incredible, the stuff we keep learning about black holes. And I saw the James Webb telescope is finally ready to be like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And I know for people listening, we're like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm sorry, but I'm geeking out on it. I think it's like the power of it is amazing, you know?
2: The thing that people really care about is if I believe that there's aliens, and the answer is yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cody, on the spot, yes, no.
1: I have to say I believe in aliens, but not in the way that people think.
0: Okay, you have to explain that.
2: I I think that statistically (laughs) there has to be aliens, because the universe is infinite and constantly expanding. So statistically, there's got to be other intelligent life out there. That's
0: just... Uh
1: Uh-huh
2: makes
1: sense <laughs> a lot of times in our podcasts i relate back to social media or media in general like movies and tv shows so i think a lot of people and think i don't of, get the reference because yeah.
2: <laughs> i don't pay attention to anything
1: <laughs> like uh roger in american dad you know uh-huh. that's not how i would view an alien an alien would be like i don't even know if it would materialize as like a life form that we could see you know mm-hmm. it could just be a gelatinous blob or something right it's just I'm open to possibilities of what it could be. And I don't want to mm. like settle on one certain thing, you know?
2: I, I said that I don't like the science of space, but I do love space video games. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, well, there's some differences here for that. So it's interesting. Your two takes are similar, but very different at it. And Rachel, it's almost a computational aspect of like, yeah. this is just statis- mean, statistics, a yeah, Drake like equation. Statistically,
2: if, if you have infinite like planets and and systems and stuff, there's got to be other life out there. Yeah, It just makes sense.
0: Right. And Cody, you have a uh, interesting about the actual life forms and what the form it could be in, <laughs> which is, it, I'm, I'm kind of in both. I'm kind of in both in the this sense. This, what would you know you may not even know what it would look like. We have Yeah, a I mean, I highly you know, doubt
2: they would look like humans because their yeah. planet would likely have evolved, made them evolve in a very different way than ours. Right.
0: Gravitational pulls, like all these different things, these factors, where it is in the universe, I think, create different. What versions. resources are available? Right.
2: Maybe, maybe their atmosphere is not carbon-based. Then it's a whole right. new ball game. <laughs> it's a whole new
0: ball game. Whole new ball game. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. And the other aspect is like, will we actually scientifically be able to create uh machines or ships that could actually travel faster than the speed of light to even even think about visiting star systems that are even somewhat close?
2: Yeah, I have no idea on that. That's a physics engineering question.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I think it'd I have be hope. hope.
0: But... Yeah, hope. She has hope. It'd be pretty cool, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm <laughs> like.
2: I'm one of those people that's like, even if there probably was, like there was a colonization effort or something on a new planet, like yeah. I, as much as I love playing space games where you get to like colonize new planets, yeah. I think I would stay here. There's just still so much to study and learn
0: here. Pretty good on earth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's so much cool stuff to learn.
0: Well, it's interesting if kind of like, if you think about our uh, desire to colonize Mars, you know, and potentially sound like it's going to be a glamorous trip for people.
2: Oh no. I mean, <laughs>
0: not like you're gonna be yeah you're not gonna be laying out in the sun and hanging out and stuff it's you know not that
2: digging latrines and and uh yeah trying to forage for nothing on mars
0: right pretty much now you you were both talking about the increase in diversity and specifically women in science why do you think that's changed so much
2: um i mean i think that I think that one thing that is newer with like our generation is like girls growing up being told that they can do whatever they want to do because like I know my mom she was never really told that and she tried to go into a trade school to be an electrician after she graduated high school Um, and she unfortunately after like she loved it. Like, it was her dream. And after, um, you know, a couple years or something, she was eventually just bullied out of it because she yeah. was the only woman there. And I think that that's been something that's changed recently is that, like, parents are telling their daughters or um whatever that, hey, you know, you can go be whatever you want. And we're starting to see Amen. more and more like women achieving high, high positions, especially like having the first female vice president, I think is important. Um, and, you know, seeing more women in power, powerful positions is helpful and inspirational.
0: Most definitely. What do you think, Cody?
1: I think we're also just on a cusp of change in general, um, relating back to like the LGBTQ plus Mm -hmm. community, we're becoming more accepting, but I also think we're in like this very divided period of, this person believes this, this person believes this, but, you know, millennials are coming and laying the groundwork for more accepting things, Mm -hmm. going to college, building an education, because that's what we were told is that Uh, you have to get an education to do anything. And now it's like, okay, I have this education, but it should be open for everyone. So more and more women are pursuing (laughs) science. Yep. I I agree with that. You
2: know,
0: what's crazy is like, I was if you look back i mean i was born in 1978 and 4 years prior to that uh, a lot of medical schools and, and science based institutions would not allow women or minorities into those places and you think that's not that
1: long ago no that's, it's not it's frustrating
0: it's so frustrating right it's like um, you and me we wouldn't be in right, these places you know
2: right and i mean we're still in like the generation where uh like women in STEM programs are super important, because, um, you know, it's important to let little girls and, uh, you know, I'll I'll also say, you know, non-binary people as well, Mm -hmm. um, like people that aren't, you know, cis men, I guess,
0: Sure.
2: (laughs) uh, know that it's okay to want to take on a STEM role, and it's encouraged, and you will crush it, and, you know, think it's super important to encourage uh encourage that diversity as much as possible
1: I also definitely. think that a lot of it started out as like a PR thing you know oh, sure. like <laughs> we have to include people because we're moving from this generation of like yeah. segregation and women and being like not able to vote and things like that and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it like exploded and was like Okay, well we have to include all of these things yeah, and then it the like became like the thing that you needed to do and now we're slowly moving towards integrating as this is absolutely something that should have been there all, at all times like Yes. It's not just a choice, it's not something to make you look good, it's just right. we should be treated equally.
0: Yeah. Right. That's an interesting point. It's like almost the beginning of it was more of a like hey I'm doing this because this make me look good. You know, this is like, let's put right. this out in the public to say, Hey, I'm conforming to this versus this is the right thing to do. Right. We're doing this. Cause this is, this is a good human thing, the right thing. And I think that's the right transition to be in.
2: Right. And I mean, I think that, yeah. Cause I mean, it wasn't even that long ago that, you know, title IX was a, like, well, I mean, it's still a thing, but title nine yeah. was introduced and, you know, oh, you have to include women now. And there yeah. was so much pushback on oh. that. And, you know, women would be bullied out of schools and like, you know, it's crazy. And it's like, yeah. it's, I'm very, I mean, I'm very lucky that that's not something I've had to deal with. I mean, I've had to deal with some pushback
0: yeah. and some
2: people not taking me seriously, but for the most part, I've, you know, had a pretty, uh, pretty, normal experience,
0: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I see I I love these conversations because I think they highlight some things that we need to have conversations about. And when I saw your podcast on Instagram, it just resonated with me. I was like, I, I want to talk about this and I want to be a fan of it. And I want to find other people who are doing these things. So I want you to know from me that what you both are doing is important. And I encourage you to continue to do it and be yourself and uh, other people will just continue to, to check it out. They just will. So as we wrap up here, please plug the show, what you're doing. So everybody knows where to check Cody it out. Drop. I know all it's right, my Cody, time up, to shine. <laughs> okay? Let's do it, Cody. Let's go.
1: So I want to say thank you for having us on, our, on your podcast. First of all, we really appreciate it. It's definitely been a great experience for us. Um, you can find us everywhere at science with millennials on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, and on Twitter, we have some random names. So I wouldn't even worry about that because <laughs> our letters were too long. So I was like, whatever, I don't really care, but, um, yeah, you can also find our, uh, link tree and our bio on Instagram. Um, we have links to everything on there. We just started doing merch. I spent hours designing it. So <laughs> go and check that out. Um, yeah, we have new episodes every Wednesday. Listen for the dad jokes at the end of the episode because those we know those are your favorite part of the episode. But
0: <laughs> I love dad jokes, man. Yeah, I um, have a good, I have a go- couple good ones. Okay, I got some really good ones. You want to hear one? Yeah, yeah they're really bad. Ed, you want to hear uh, a story about paper? Never mind, it's terrible. <laughs> that's awesome that's great <laughs> i'm full of this stuff seriously i think it's absolutely hilarious i got one more i've got one more okay. One more. okay what do you call a factory that produces average products
1: satisfactory, a satisfactory.
0: you did it You got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i got for you right now <laughs> that's a good
2: one that's a good one
0: yeah well thank you uh, for yeah, your yeah. contribution well and podcasting. And so something that I think is really relevant. And another awesome thing is you're having fun and you're deepening your friendship with each other. And that's always worth it. So Rachel and Cody, thank you for being on.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.